Fire Nation in the house, JLD here, and welcome to episode 1613 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. And if you are ready to turn your funnels on fire, check out our free step-by-step course created by me, JLD, funnelonfire.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Amy Schmittauer. Amy, are you prepared to ignite? Like a boss. Yes. Why? Because Amy is the vlog boss. As a new media triple threat, YouTuber, keynote speaker, and author, she coaches people to go after what they want in life and leverage online video to make it happen. Now in her first book, Vlog Like a Boss, How to Kill It Online with Video Blogging, she shares her collection of strategies and tactics to help you create video that gets the attention you deserve deserve. Amy, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Well, uh, my personal life involves me hanging out in my favorite city in the whole wide world, Columbus, Ohio, where I am (laughs) from. And you know that very well because it sounds like you've brought that up a couple of times about me on the show and I don't even have to be here to talk about it. So it's true. so great. <laughs> I'm also newly engaged to my fiance who Bling. proposed to me here in Columbus and uh, living uh, with our little beagle girl here. So yeah, it's great. We might be hearing from later, I heard, because she's, oh, yeah. she's around. I put her away. I'm trying to keep it quiet for you, John. <laughs> Just for you. Amy, I know what your area of expertise is, but I want you to alert Fire Nation. What would you consider your specialty? Oh, my specialty is getting attention with video, period. That's always what I have focused on. The first video I ever made was because I wanted to be the most special bridesmaid of all the bridesmaids in the bridal party. (laughs) And I did that by making a video. I didn't know how to make a video, but I did. And there was something really crazy that happened when I made something for one person and I played it in front of a bunch of people. And suddenly all these people were so affected by it. I thought this is really a powerful thing that's happening. That was in 2007. And ever since then, I've been trying to hack this whole idea of how can you talk about something really important using video, but also leverage sort of context of all the places that you can upload and the things that you can feature in order to make it a relatable and fun experience. My YouTube channel, the mission of that has always been that you will learn something from me in every episode, but we're going to have a good time doing it, which was really useful when I started it. Small businesses needed to learn about social media from me, but they weren't really excited Mm. about it. I wanted them to chill, have fun and learn while they were doing that, hanging out with me on YouTube. So that's a huge problem. People just can't chill on video. And I'm definitely one of those people who struggled for years. And finally, I'm just like, I'm just gonna wear tank tops and a hat. Like, I just don't <laughs> care that much. I'm going to chill. Take it down a notch. Take John. it down. I, I've really, I've taken it down a way notch. I've taken the whole industry down a notch. I'm You're sorry. You're fully for that. relaxed now. You're <laughs> fully relaxed. I watch your Snapchat oh, rants. Okay. What don't we know about live online video that we probably should know as entrepreneurs? Every single format of video is different. I know that's tough to hear and it's probably not fun to think about, but there's a reason why I may not go live on one platform versus another. There's a reason why I may upload a video to YouTube, but not upload it to Facebook. And the biggest thing that marketers and entrepreneurs, they the mistake they make is not looking at each of these things as a different kind of party that you're attending. You don't wear the same thing to a cocktail party that you would to the Super Bowl party. They're different. So you have to look at content of where you're going. What's the context of Facebook? What is it for Facebook? 
uh, Facebook, YouTube, what is Snapchat? What are all these different things? What's the kind of party that it is? And, and attend it the way that people want you to and dress the part and show up and have context of platform, but then stand out with what your message is. So why are you going to go live on Facebook versus YouTube? It depends on what the video is. How are you going to make it stand out? What's happening in the video that would pull someone in? And that I think that's the biggest thing people don't think about. They want to upload to YouTube and then copy paste it everywhere. And it's not going to work everywhere. And that's a big, big, big deal on social media today. Repurpose does not mean copy paste. So I remember hanging out with Amy Porterfield like eight months ago and I was like, girl, you got to get on Snapchat. I was telling her why. I was just saying her audience would love it. She's like, I'm just not going to do that. Like it's not, it's just, I'm going to wait. And she did and she never got on, but then Instagram stories launched and she just jumped on it because, you know, she already had her audience there and and it just was like something that made sense for her. But, you know, to me, it got me thinking like, why do so many people, I mean, even the Amy Porterfields of the world wait to start creating video? I don't know why Amy waited, but (laughs) I will say that there are quite a few fears I think people need to address. Um, You know, a a few that I can think of are sort of what is everybody going to think of me? What's the return on this? Uh, I don't have the right kind of gear. So people kind of put up their barriers depending on, on how they feel. But I think it ends up coming down to one thing. Looking at the lens of a camera, even maybe in your early days, John, when you were talking to a podcast (laughs) mic, right? When you're looking at a device or you're talking to a device, that is very unnatural. It's like, okay, I'm in this room by myself talking to an electronic device. That's weird. And so most people do two things very, very wrong. They'll look at the lens of a camera like it's one, uh, nobody. Okay. Talking to nobody is not natural. Or they'll look at the camera like it's a million people, which is also extremely unnatural for you to be talking to a million people. (laughs) So when you start thinking of those two things, you kind of shut down and you're just not very good. You're not a good representation of who you are to one individual. So that's what I empower people to think about is instead of worrying about what people think or if it's the right camera or whether or not this is going to pay off for you. If your message is important enough, get in front of the lens of a camera and look at it like it's one person, like it's your person, your one person that you want to get this information and deliver it the way you would in person, because that really is what you're doing. That camera is a vehicle just delivering that message. That's it. So when you envision that one person and you look in the lens, the video will be astronomically better. I think the reason why people don't start is they think about all those issues prior to like, oh, what will everyone think? What if nobody watches? I don't have the right gear. I'm afraid of of what the repercussions of this would be. It's not prestigious enough for my company. All of those things need to be broken down because we're just humans communicating with each other when it comes down to it. So break those fears away and talk to a person. I met you for the first time, Amy. It was Tropical Think Tank 2015. You were a fellow speaker. So I did my research. You know, I looked at the fellow speakers and I kind of saw what they were up to. And you just struck me as being so consistent on the video platform. I mean, I'm not going to lie. 1,613 straight podcast episodes is impressive. <laughs> but girl, it's, it's audio. I mean, I, you can just do this in your You're sleep. You're doing all right, though. I mean, yeah, that's pretty you know, Here and there, you know. But again, <laughs> you can do this audio stuff in your sleep. Video is like real. I mean, it's the editing. It's the getting you know ready for us. The lighting is all this jazz. How the heck do you stay so consistent with video content? 
Well, first of all, importance of message. It's there's always something more to say, so I can't stop. And I think you you'll probably <laughs> you feel the same way about podcasting. But the biggest thing people miss is it's just like blogging. You don't want to go into any content creation and not have a plan for your programming because otherwise, every single time you go after it, you write something, you podcast, you make a video, it's going to be a blank slate every time, and that's really tough to work with. I think you need to give yourself sort of a guide for your programming, which is why I spent time on this in the book, not just coming up with what is sort of your strategy? What is your goal statement? It's also about what are the buckets you want to fill? What are the areas within your expertise that you want people to know that you're sort of an expert in or that you have access to or you can kind of show off and then fill those buckets? I was able to use the the words savvy, sexy, social to kind of guide my programming. And I kind of decided what does savvy mean to me in the social media marketing space? What does sexy mean? What does social mean? And use those as my guide for programming. I don't think enough people give themselves that opportunity to categorize. And therefore, when a new idea pops up, it has its place on the calendar. And instead, we're all kind of just doing this um, willy-nilly and just whenever an idea pops up, we'll maybe make a video and it's very inconsistent. You have to force yourself to have ideas. I'm making a video every single day leading up to the launch of my book. It's tough to make a really normal day sitting at the computer for a long, long time look interesting on video. But if you think about the importance of what's happening while you're sitting there, and conveying that, you can turn it into a story. But if I didn't have a deadline and if I didn't have sort of some structure to give it a place, that would be even more difficult to do. So the consistency comes with time management and trying to keep myself from failing by actually having a programming plan. So Amy, I've been approached at conferences by people who have been like, John, I have literally listened to a thousand of your podcast episodes but I had no idea what you looked like. And I would always just kind of puff my chest out and I'd be like, well, so what do you think? And they would kind of look <laughs> at me and say, eh, and they'd turn around and walk away. And I'd be like, wow, wow. Because, you know, some people, Amy, just have a that face. That never happened. <laughs> I do not believe you. I might be a drama queen. I might be a drama queen right now. That, that could be <laughs> happening. But what if you think you have a face for radio or you're just not comfortable in front of the camera? Like, what do you say to those people? <sighs> There are many people with a face for radio making <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah. But here's the thing. It all goes back to importance of message. That's it. It here's here's what it is. You you can look into how you look or how you sound or all these things, these insecurities that we have. That's fine. But if truly Video is where you should be based on the fact that, let's see, YouTube is the second largest search engine. It's a content, social, and search platform. Facebook is serving up organic reach if you upload native video. Instagram just is begging you to leave Snapchat, so use video there. There are so many opportunities here for you to reach your audience because they want video and we know they want video because all these social platforms are pushing for it. So we know the importance of it and you know the importance of what you have to say. So just get over yourself and make video. <laughs> Amy Schmitzauer says, Fire Nation, get over yourself. And we're going to leave it there as we go thank our sponsors. Let me guess, one of your goals for 2017 is to scale and grow your business. 
I love it. My one piece of advice, having a strong team to help support that growth is key. But where do you go to find qualified candidates that you can trust and rely on? ZipRecruiter.com is the place to go. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You can also find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and qualified candidates will start to roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by heading over to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. And one more time to try it for free, visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. If you're stuck when it comes to designing your next logo, website, or even your business cards, then it's time to stop wasting time and start taking action, and DesignCrowd can help. DesignCrowd is a crowdsourcing platform that gives you access to 500,000 creative minds from around the world who can come up with amazing designs for you. All you have to do is launch your brief, and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for you to review. Within hours, you'll receive your first design, and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. All that's left to do is to pick the best design and approve payment to the designer. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D.com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer or simply enter the discount code fire when posting your project on DesignCrowd. So, Amy, we're back. I think Fire Nation's feelings are less hurt now after they listen to those Good. great okay, sponsors. Good, okay, Quick question, though. Is YouTube dead? No, absolutely not. For the same reason I just said, it is so, so important to the search game because the same people that love getting video content on social media, they also love to see it when they're trying to figure out the answer to their question. And if you go to Google and you Google something, you're going to get Google results, but you're also going to get YouTube results. Search and just the fun nature of video on YouTube is completely unmatched where we are, even in 2017, they are still crushing it. Do they have their flaws? Yes. Are they not as social as they should be because other social networks are kind of taking their thunder in that way? Sure. But they're working on that. And you know what? They may not be the best option forever, but they still are a very good option today for video. It's just not going to be the same across the board. Every platform is different. But as it as it pertains to search right now and where people look for how to do stuff or what to do for something or or what a product is like before they buy it, there is no place like YouTube. Facebook needs to get their search game together to even come a, a close, a tiny bit closer to YouTube. There's just nothing better than it right now. Okay, Amy, I think we're going to have different strategies here on some levels. There might be some crossover, but I repurpose my videos across social platforms in a very specific way. And I'm going to be fast about this. And I'm going to pass it over to you and kind of tell me how you repurpose your videos across the social media platform. So I have the strategy where I wake up in the morning, I kind of come up with an idea via a quote or something where I write an email about it. I repurpose that email into Medium, into LinkedIn Publishing. And then I flip on Snapchat and I do a little JLD 
rant on that quote, usually about 10, six, uh, sorry, six, 10 second rants. So, cause I want it to be about 60 seconds or less of a video strategically, because then I bring it over to Instagram. I've already downloaded that whole video as a one minute video, plus the the individual six snaps into those 10 second videos, upload those snaps into Instagram stories, take the one minute video, put it onto Instagram and the one minute video and put it onto Facebook and boom, I've just kind of done all of those social media platforms with not doing all of those social media platforms. That's me, JLD, repurposing, not really knowing video that well. What do you do? So every single platform is different. And that is why I upload to YouTube and that video lives on its own merit on YouTube for at least 48 hours. It's a little bit different during January, but that's because we're doing a special campaign. The first 24 to 48 hours of a YouTube video are the most critical. So to spread those views thin in other places is not a good idea. So it's got to start. That's the core of the content. Once that has been uh, live for 48 hours, I will share a blog post of the video, but not until after that point, because the most valuable views for YouTube are the ones on the platform. So I'm not even pointing people to my website for that video until that video is 48 hours old. While I'm promoting the YouTube link for that video, I will go to Facebook and I will upload an image of the thumbnail and link to YouTube. Why? Because they like native to be uploaded. But if the video is not appropriate for Facebook, meaning it's very talking head, uh, it has to rely on captions in order to get people's attention. I'm not even going to bother with that. I would rather somebody intentionally click on that link to watch the YouTube video so I can keep my views in one place. And I know the quality of those views in one place by uploading a a photo to Facebook with the YouTube link in the caption to get those people moved over. Once that video is older than 48 hours though, I can natively upload it if I think Mm. it will work in a Facebook atmosphere. But it doesn't always, like I said, talking head is not that great for Facebook. But if I'm doing a lot of sort of life casting and here's a view of my rooftop and then here's my dog and I'm moving around and I'm doing something cool and now I'm on a call and it's very quick to move the eyes, I might pull you in from the Facebook feed. So then it's eligible for a Facebook native upload. That's why we've been uploading everything from January to Facebook because they are very fast moving. Wow. Snapchat, I'm not really using anymore because I think Instagram stories is killing it. I love the interface more, but what I respect about Instagram is it's sort of like when I talked about them all being different parties, Instagram is sort of like the fashion week party. Everything needs to be pretty there. People like to scroll and double tap, scroll and double tap, maybe comment here or there, but they just like to look at pretty things. So I'm going to pick the most beautiful moment of my video to upload as an image to Instagram. But on Instagram stories, I'm going to do more behind the scenes. You might have seen me filming it. You might see what equipment I'm using that day. You are going to see me press publish on the video when it's time to go live. So you got to get that behind the scenes aspect of things. And Instagram is really where people follow me outside of the actual video production. So there's that. And then Twitter is my favorite because it's like that real-time social connection with my YouTube subscribers. So the big thing that I love to do on Twitter is it's fairly simple. 
I will usually use the thumbnail to tease a video just like I did on Facebook. But the kicker is that I let them know when I'm uploading. I let them know when the video is processing. And I ask them, are you ready for this video to come out? And I will use a GIF. It may be my own personally generated GIF. For, or some people call it GIF, so that might be a touchy subject. <laughs> uh, um, you uh, can pull it from your own video. If there's like kind of a funny movement that happened, you can turn that into a GIF or just use the ones that are built into the Twitter platform. Twitter is very fast paced. If you're going to upload video to Twitter, it needs to be fast paced. It needs to grab people's attention. They're probably not going to sit there and watch a two minute video. So use the kind of video that makes sense for each individual social network. I personally do not upload video to Instagram because I per- I think that video is killing Instagram. I think it's the reason why everybody left for Snapchat. Now stories is bringing people back, but nobody's watching a one minute video on Instagram or if your audience is, then congratulations. <laughs> Everyone I've ever seen is scrolling and double tapping and they've got other things to do. They don't they don't want to listen. I'd actually be wondering how well they're listening on Instagram stories because so many people are just tapping through the experience. But that's okay because if they're tapping through your experience and they're keeping you're more likely to see your posts then in the feed if they're interacting with you stories and the feed. I mean, Instagram is algorithmically kind of trying to do things for you, but you can't kind of upload things that are just going to bore them. Otherwise, they're going to stop interacting with you. That engagement stops. You're less likely to show up at the top of the feed. You're less likely to show up as a story to watch. You have to pay attention to all that kind of stuff. You hate my repurposing strategy. I mean, I don't hate it. I just uh, think there are... I mean, no, you're being nice right now. Don't be nice because you said every platform is different and I treat them all the same. So how can you not hate my strategy? Because here's the thing. At least you're doing it. Right. But I think what you have to do is I can't tell you if it's not working. You have to look to see if it's not working. Like if you think your results could be better than say, okay, maybe we need to change it up. Right. I mean, I think we talked about this before the rants on Snapchat versus Instagram. (laughs) Is that worth weighing? Right. Like you have to look at those things to say, okay, well, if this isn't doing quite what I thought it could be, how do we change it up and then measure the difference? I can only speak from my experience and what I've seen. You have such a tremendous audience that is actually helping you sort of measure that. That's why I tell people not to be afraid of feedback. Mm. When you're lucky enough to get feedback, measure that. Like That's so important because it's data that you can use to improve. So no, I don't love repurposing (laughs) everything in a copy-paste capacity. But that's only because I'm trying to respect context of platform all day long because I think that actually increases my influence more than just showing up. You vlog like a boss girl. It's straight up. That's why you nailed the title of your book. That's why your brand is what it is. Why did you write this book though? Like, Why did you say, I'm a video girl. I'm doing video this, video that. And then you sat down and you put pen to paper essentially and you wrote a book. Why did you write this? Well, mom needed something for the bookshelf. So (laughs) no, it really is kind of funny because I find it fascinating that I wrote a book. I find it fascinating that I walk off a stage when I speak and people are like, we want to buy your book. And I'm like, why don't you go watch my free YouTube videos? I mean, they're right there. (laughs) Uh, But again, I respect context. I respect the medium that people want. And if people want to learn from a book, they can learn from a book. I've also always wanted sort of like, the, the ability to hand somebody my comprehensive guide. Because I remember actually getting your podcast guide in a book and I thought, this is so cool that John can hand this to somebody and say, here, 
go forth and podcast. And then let me know if you need more help. And I thought I want to be able to do the same thing because even if they do decide watching video is more convenient for them, they have this thing sitting in front of them as sort of that reminder that I'm their vlog boss. So here you go. So let's close this down now. We've been chatting about video. We've been chatting about your book. I mean, why should Fire Nation check out Vlog Like a Boss? Let's hear the Amy Schmidtauer two-minute pitch. The pitch for Vlog Like a Boss is to take ownership over what you're doing and spread the message the best way we all know how and to stop avoiding it, stop romanticizing it and just do. And don't go and pick up a motivational book about how somebody went viral. Pick up this book because practical is my middle name. There's no way you're going to walk away from reading this and not know something to do. In fact, you will probably have so many insecurities about video before you read it. But by by the time you're done, you're going to be chomping at the bit to get started because there is just so much actionable advice here. Where do you want Fire Nation to pick it up? I mean, ideally... Ideally, I want you to go to vloglikeaboss.com and get take advantage of the bonuses that are available to you there, but it is available for you on Amazon and I so appreciate you checking it out. Vlog Like a Boss Fire Nation, how to kill it online with video blogging and whether you go to vloglikeaboss.com or pick it up on Amazon, my strong call to action to you is this, as a fellow author, Give her a five-star review on Amazon if you feel like the book is worthy because that is so key. Those five-star reviews on Amazon mean the world. It's social credibility. People really, really read reviews on Amazon 100%. I I cracked 200 five-star reviews for Mastery Journal, I mean, for the Freedom Journal, and I was so stoked because I know people, they, they read those. They really care. And there's actually one one star review. It says not worth it. That was, that was the one star review. <laughs> oh, way to, way to bring the mood down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, but thank you for saying that. I do appreciate that. Yeah, but it's true. So Fire Nation, these reviews mean the world. And Amy's, you know, she's put years and years and hundreds, maybe I'm actually, it's definitely thousands of hours into learning this craft. So you can get it distilled in your hand for 10, 20, you know, however many dollars it is, if you go hardback or soft cover or kind of whatever it might be. Quick question, Amy, because you know, you have a podcast and you're an audio girl. Are you having an audio, an audible version of this book? Obviously. Duh! Oh my gosh. I just find it so weird that people will read my words. I want my personality <laughs> to shine through. Right. So audiobook is the one I'm actually probably the most pumped about. Audiobook is the way to go. And I love that you're reading it. So critical, so awesome. And Amy, let's end with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say bye-bye. Go after what you want and vlog like a boss because you deserve the attention that you create for yourself. Where's Fire Nation going? Vloglikeaboss.com.com. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you, you've been hanging out with. And you've been hanging out with Amy Schmittauer and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. If you type Amy in the search bar, everything that we talked about today is going to be right there. Her past episode on EO Fire, which was awesome. But again, the strong call to action, vloglikeaboss.com. Pick up the book, get the audio version as well, get the whisper sync, do it all. Give her a five-star review on Amazon if you feel that it's worthy. And Amy, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Amy today. And if you are ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days, visit 
themasteryjournal.com and I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Ready to start growing your team in 2017? Zip Recruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses for good reason. And right now you can post jobs on Zip Recruiter for free by going to ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire.